May 24, 2022, 18-year-old Salvador Ramos walked into an unlocked door at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. Armed with an AR-15 rifle, he fatally shot 22 people. It took authorities 74 minutes to respond before fatally shooting the 18-year-old perpetrator. On February 14, 2018, 18-year-old Nicholas Cruz, also armed with an AR-15, walked into the freshman building at Mary Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, killing 17 people and wounding 17 others. Because of COVID, his trial was dragged out, but as of November 4, 2022, he's sentenced to life in prison. December 12, 2012, 20-year-old Adam Lanza shot and killed 26 people at Sandy Hook Elementary School. 20 of the victims were children between the ages of 6 and 7 years old, and 6 were adult staff members. He was also fatally shot by authorities. October 2, 2006, a gunman took hostages and shot five five schoolgirls at an Amish schoolhouse in Pennsylvania before committing suicide. These are just of the few shootings that have taken place over the past years. But what initially started mass shootings? Let's go back to 1999 in Littleton, Colorado to the first mass school shooting. This is the story of the Columbine High School shooting. I'm Amanda and you're listening to The Pandemonium Podcast. At approximately 11.19 a.m., Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris, dressed in trench coats, began shooting fellow students outside Columbine High School. Columbine was located in a suburb south of Denver. The pair then moved inside the school where they gunned down many of their victims in the library. By approximately 11.35, they had killed 12 students, a teacher, and wounded more than 20 other people. Shortly after 12 p.m., the two teens turned their guns on themselves. Eighteen-year-old Eric Harris moved with his family from New York in 1993 to Little in Colorado. This was after his father retired from the military. In 1996, when he began high school, this is when Eric started to create a private um, blog. And in that blog, it included details about Eric, like how he would um, sneak out of the house and cause mischief and vandalism. Um, He would light fireworks with his friend Dylan. Dylan Klebold was also 18. He was born and raised in Littleton, Colorado. Um, His family was really religious and him and his brother would attend church with uh, their family on the regular. Um, Eric and Dylan were a bit shy and maybe you would even label them as outcasts. Um, So I guess maybe they found solidarity in each other. Um, Maybe they both were like, hey, we're 
maybe that's how they bonded and became friends. Um, according to Dylan's parents, to this day, they claim that before meeting Eric, their son was kind and gentle. Um, I think naturally, as a parent, we want to protect our children. So I kind of get why they would say that. They Maybe they had no clue. Who knows? Um, however, on January 30th, 1998, Dylan and Eric were arrested together for breaking into a white van parked near um, Littleton and uh, they stole a bunch of tools and computer equipment out of it. Um, So I guess Dylan's parents were basically trying to say like he was good until he met Eric and Eric became a bad influence on him. But like I said, I I understand why they would say that because no one wants to think that their child is capable of something like that. Um, I don't know. Uh, They actually both kept journals, and in their journals is where they begin to plot attacks. Eric typed out a plan of attack which included possibly escaping to a foreign country after the massacre. Um, He was talking about hijacking a plane at the Denver International Airport and crashing it into New York York City, Um, which is fucking eerie considering... 9-11 would go on to occur two years after this. It's a little ironic. Um, He would also write out how he wanted a girlfriend, but girls wouldn't give him the time of day because he was so shy and awkward. And uh, I guess he spoke about raping and torturing women in his journals as well. Um, Dylan's journal entries were... I'll say they were equally as disturbing, but not as to the nature of wanting to rape and kill and torture women. Um, His feelings were a little bit different, but still disturbing. He fantasized about going on a killing spree just, just due to lack of not being able to fit in. He felt like he couldn't fit in. And so that's why he would write disturbing details of how he was going to kill, like, all his peers. Um, The two also recorded tapes in their basement with graphic details of the attack, but they weren't found until after it it had already happened. On Tuesday morning, April 20th, 1999, Eric and Dylan placed two duffel bags in the cafeteria. Each bag contained propane bombs set to detonate during the A lunch shift, which began at 11.15. Two backpacks filled with pipe bombs, aerosol canisters, and small propane propane bombs were also placed in a field about three miles south of the school. They said this was, they were set to detonate to cause a, a scene so it would defer like cops and the fire station from the school um so the morning of the shooting eric pulls into the parking lot and he comes across a classmate that he's kind of friends with his name's brooks the classmate's name was brooks brown and according to brooks he said that he was surprised to see eric because Earlier, they had a class together, and Eric was absent from a class that they had a test in. 
And I guess for Eric, that was unusual because he, he was a studious um, student. That's, <laughs> that's a funny alliteration. Um, but Brooks was like, hey, man, uh, you missed the test. Like teasing Eric because Eric normally wouldn't miss something like that. And uh, Brooks became uneasy because Eric was being strange and was like, it doesn't matter anymore, Brooks. We're friends. Get out of here. You should go home. And Brooks was like planning on skipping anyway, so he decided to leave. Um, Eric and Dylan were concealing their weapons that they would go on to use underneath their trench coats. Then the two entered the school at 11.19 a.m. As they're entering the school, they shoot two students sitting outside the school eating lunch. These two students were their first two victims. 11.22 a.m., police respond, and they uh, barricade the west entrance. Um, So I guess cops were called after the first two students were initially um, shot. Uh, but by now, Eric and Dylan were inside the main hallway of the school. Uh, a teacher and another student were down at the end of the hallway, and he was, like, gesturing for students to, like, naturally you hear gun gunshots, I guess, and you, you want to flee or you're trying to get out. You don't know where it's coming from. But the teacher was trying to tell the students in the library to stay put. Um, and this is when the teacher turned and encountered uh, the duo and he turns to leave and they both shoot him dead. Um, so the students are basically locked in the library. And at 11.29 a.m., Dylan and Eric enter the library. Uh, 52 students, two teachers, and two librarians were inside. And you can help Eric yell at everyone to get up. Um, he yelled it so loud that it's... It's, it was loud enough to be heard on the 911 call, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and play that for you. Yes, I am a teacher of Columbine High School. There is a student here with a gun. He has shot out a window. I believe one of them shot. Um, yeah, she got shot. Um, I've been to Columbine High School. I don't know what's in my shoulder. If it was just the last thing to do, but... was um one of the librarians that were in the she was uh, taking shelter in the library when she heard the shooting begin um the the 911 call goes on it was it was a little bit longer than i anticipated but um you can find it on youtube if you want to listen to it um so over the next few minutes they shoot and kill 12 students in the library two outside and a teacher taunting their victims for being scared before shooting them. One of the last student's words before he died was, I want my mom. By 12.08 p.m., both gunmen had uh, killed themselves. Harris sat with his back to a bookshelf and fired a shotgun through the roof of his mouth, and Dylan went down on his knees and then shot himself in the left temple. The official death toll... um, that was released was 15. 
There is more in depth to the story. I was reading many of the small heartbreaking details. I just cut it, cut it down since I'm by myself today. Um, I think many of us know that a lot of the details. Uh, uh, Columbine was that shooting that I think initially, like, I don't know if there was shootings before Columbine. I'm not saying I. I, I think I once said in a previous podcast that there was no school shootings before Columbine and I want to retract on that because that's that's not what I meant I meant what maybe it's because it's the first one I was fairly young I initially remember I remember Columbine being that school shooting that decided to make schools have like lockdown drills and and such like and you know such like that um I found myself looking up if there were school shootings before Columbine, and yeah, there was a handful. So I just wanted to to retract my statement in saying that Columbine was the first, because it wasn't, and that was my mistake for saying that. I think I was just trying to, like in my mind, it was for me, because um, of the age I was at. Uh, I, uh, I, of course, remember all the ones that happened after um, you know, Sandy Hook, Parkland, Uvalde. I mean, those were pretty recent. The I remember the Amish school shooting in 2006. Um, over the past 20 years, uh, media news has evolved, especially with social media being so big now and all these social media platforms. Um, what we didn't have until just recently, uh, like I said, social media is so big and like, news media outlets glorify like every shooting whether they mean to or not um it turns these killers into folk legends and and we didn't have politicians who saw a tragedy as an opportunity to pursue personal political gain we used to not at least or maybe we did i don't know hell maybe that's what i'm doing right now without realizing it like as i'm type as i was like sitting here reading this like outline that I typed up I was like maybe <laughs> maybe I'm I'm doing the same thing maybe I, by talking about it and making it to a podcast I'm subconsciously glorifying it as well but those aren't my intentions um now I'm sitting here thinking like thinking like why do school shootings happen um, I read a survey that voted the number one reason school shootings happen is because people snap and want to get back, want to get back at people who have hurt them. Um, if I'm being honest, I've often thought that this was the reasoning. Um, I'm not an expert in in it at all, but I've often thought that like we maybe we need to take a look inward and be better. We need to teach our kids to be kinder. Um, I don't know this world's so full of so much hate and everyone wants to be so like hardcore and not have feelings and it's like maybe if we were just a little bit nicer like I don't know I don't know um I don't know if it's a simple act of revenge is it a mental health problem or is it a gun control issue I guess if you ask me it's see all of the above maybe a little bit of both like I said, maybe we just need to take a look inward. Um, so yeah, this was a solo short story I did by myself today. Um, feel free to let me know your thoughts. I know 
it's probably going against the grain with what I typically do, but I thought it would be interesting. Um, you can find me on Instagram.com slash Pandemonium Podcast and on Spotify. I also have other episodes as well. So um, you guys take care and stay safe. And that's all I got. Bye.